What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to a couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living the digital nomad lifestyle. We're your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a digital nomad lifestyle, traveling the world while earning an income, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are going to struggle and they are thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. This week, we have something special to share with you. Beginning in April, we are starting a travel couple book club. Every other week, we will be featuring a book that follows the themes of our podcast, which are travel, relationships, and business. If you want to follow along, go to our website, www.travelcouplepodcast.com, and join the list. In today's episode, we talk with travel couple Matt and Michelle of One Way to Rome. They talk with us about quitting their jobs and beginning their Southeast Asian trip. So without further ado, here's our interview with Matt and Michelle. Today we are joined by Michelle and Matt of One Way to Rome. They are a couple from the U.S. that got engaged, quit their jobs, and are now about to embark on a journey. You can follow them at onewaytorome.com. Hello, Michelle and Matt. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, So I just want to get started by letting you guys tell a little bit about yourselves and uh, what you did and what you plan to do. Sure. Um, Yeah, so we were living up in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, We were both working in digital marketing and both kind of said, you know, this is a little bit boring. I'd want to kind of try something else. Um, and I had been kind of watching, um, you know, travel YouTube videos and listening to travel podcasts like pretty frequently. And I was like, you know, people are doing this. I bet we could figure this out. Um, so we talked about it a lot um, and kind of finally just took the plunge, left our jobs um, two months ago now. Uh, we're staying with Matt's parents uh, right now and we're leaving to kind of start our travels in two days, which is crazy. Um, and the first day, or the first place that we're going is Japan. Mm-hmm. Very I'm nice. So excited. That's awesome. So, what kind of prompted you guys to take this plunge? Um, I think you know, as Michelle said, I think we were just getting to a point where we were. I I, I don't know if like bored is the right word, um, but I think Maybe you know. Unsatisfied. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's kind of you get out of school. And then you go right into working and then you just have to kind of survive and like make money and pay off your college loans and pay off your car. And it just kind of snowballs. And, you know, I'm I'm just about 30 and I've been doing it for seven years and I I had never stopped. Mm -hmm. And for me, I didn't even really think about traveling. I actually, when Michelle first was telling me about people that did this, I I was like not having it. I know. Not having it. We had a lot of really funny conversations. Do that. Where you get the money? That's crazy. That's crazy. People are doing this. (laughs) But I think after a while, just like not really being happy, um, you know, at our current jobs, and I had moved like six times in the past couple years, and it just wasn't working. And then we got engaged and. You know, it kind of just felt like the the rational next step. Um, and, and we were fortunate enough to, like, be able to have the opportunity to save money to be able to do something like this. For sure. Nice. Yeah. So then let's get into how did you two meet? Oh, we met cutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's so we met at a gaming convention in Boston called PAX. Okay. Uh, PAX East. So it's a big video game, board game convention. Um, I had been working with a company that how do you even describe that company it was basically an online indie game distributor so we sold pc games that from like independent video game developers and we were actually up at this conference and i was doing a a panel on how to get into the gaming industry because they have a bunch of like panels and stuff yep and after the panel um, michelle just came up to me with her resume and 
asked if I had any advice on how she could like tweak it or I don't even remember. No, I was like, how do I get a job in how gaming? How do I get a job in gaming? And <laughs> and I thought it was incredible because like I like I didn't even really think I worked in gaming. I just like worked for a little website, you know. Yeah. Um, but I felt like a big shot. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. Yeah. He had a really cool haircut at the time too, and I was like, "Wow, this guy knows what he's doing." Yeah, so we, uh, <laughs> <And> he didn't. <laughs> a week later, I just called her, um, and she was living up in Boston or right outside of Boston. I was living in Delaware, and I just called her to see if she wanted to like help work on the website for free, kind of as like an intern. Mm-hmm. Um, which I did. Which she did, and we started doing this. We started doing online interviews together. Well, yeah, which is actually kind of funny because this is kind of how our relationship this is how started. Our relationship yeah. started. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So then, uh, where did you? Uh, can we get into the engagement story a little bit? Well, how did that go down? Oh, that was nice too. <laughs> so we were um, camping up in New Hampshire in the White Mountains, and well, I guess you would kind of. We had gone to Montana to Glacier National Park, like maybe like a couple weeks before. Mm-hmm. I guess he wanted to do it there, but didn't get the ring in time or something. Oh, okay. And uh, so we were up on this trip that I planned, which was funny. So I like really didn't see it coming at all. Right. Um, and we were camping. We were in our little tent and like reading for the night. And he just like pulled out the ring and asked me to marry him. Oh, and it was really cute. That's <laughs> awesome. I thought yeah. it was a joke. I don't know. What it was <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really heavily planned. I'll admit it. It was it. really cute. It was though. like, you know, we were we were going to go to this it's like an organic farm. It was the coolest place ever. It was ever. so nice. It was mm-hmm. like this hostile organic farm thing, and it, there was nobody there because it was October. Yeah, yep. so it was chilly. Um, and it was cold, and I just, you know, it was like really snap movements. I had messed up with Montana because just out of sheer laziness. Yeah. Um, like typical guy fashion, just very exactly. lazy. <laughs> and just kind of wanted to, I couldn't just like, I couldn't take it anymore. So I figured that that was like the perfect time to do it. Very nice. Yeah. And, uh, Okay, so let's just get into talking about travel from there. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys a two-word question, uh, a very simple question, but with so many people, it's a complex response. So why travel? That is a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. For me, I don't know. Like, I started getting into travel when I studied abroad in uh, Paris when I was in college, and it kind of like opened the door for me that I was like, this is not hard, you know? And cause when I was a kid, like we didn't travel that much. We kind of, you know, we went to the beach and, you know, rented like a little house down the Cape and things like that, but it wasn't, didn't really feel that accessible. But after I went on this trip, I was like, this is easy. Like, right. why don't people do this? And I remember really distinctly when I was doing it, people would say to me, you know, you have to live it up now. This is the only time you'll be able to do this. Like you won't get an opportunity like this again. And I remember thinking, like, I'm going to create an opportunity to do this again. I don't want this to be it. Like, I want this to be forever. Yeah. So that's kind of where the inspiration came from for me. Yeah, I um, it's it's weird. It's like I didn't really travel a lot growing up. Um, we went to, you know, a couple places as a family, but I went to Florida. I lived, I grew up in New Jersey and I went to Florida for for college and that like was just kind of getting away from home so I wasn't really traveling but I, as I got older I started to work for that that company and I got to go all over the US I got to go up to Boston and yeah. Seattle and California um a couple friends moved to Texas so I visited Texas and then I moved to Mississippi mm-hmm. you know so I got to go around the US a lot and it kind of got me uh, very comfortable with traveling right and that was really just not for mostly for like a purpose you know like a convention or visiting friends yeah but I think it was only like, yeah, it was only two years ago, Michelle was going to be in Barcelona for work and we just planned a trip and I, I went to Copenhagen in Denmark first by myself mm-hmm. and that was like the craziest thing because I had never been to Europe and I had never stayed at a hostel and, you know, I really traveling, right yeah, like, it. I don't yeah. know, I, you know, it was always hotels or Airbnbs for me and things right. like that and I think that kind of got me, you know, I get it. You know, I started to meet other travelers, the hostel and seeing how people did the lifestyle and people eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at like, you know, and like, like bringing their own food and and kind of surviving in the travel lifestyle. And I think it kind of clicked for me then that this could be something that I want to do more of. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I came from the same background where my family didn't really travel. So it's taking that first plunge 
it seems like such a big barrier, but once you go on that first trip, it kind of opens up your eyes and, and really inspires you to keep on going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So where were you last? Where did you travel to last? Where are you right now? And where are you traveling to next? Well, last we were just in Austin, Texas, visiting our friends. Um, we're actually thinking that we're going to be moving down there after we're done with our kind of big, I don't even know what to call it, our big trip. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and um, where are we now? We're in New Jersey, staying with Matt's parents. No, staying with parents. <laughs> <laughs> Saving our nickels. Yeah. Um, and then our next trip is Osaka, Japan, and we get there on Sunday. Or we leave on Sunday. We yeah. don't get there till like Tuesday. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. terrible. <laughs> is that because uh, you have a couple layovers in there? Yeah. So we are going from New Jersey to San Francisco. We have a six-hour layover. And then from San Francisco to Honolulu. And then we have a 17-hour layover. And oh, then wow. another 11 hours to Japan from there. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to take so it? Cheap. It was, it was very super cheap. Oh, is it? <laughs> Are you going to take like, advantage of your time in Honolulu? We have a, it, it, I want to, but yeah. we get there at night and then our flights at like noon uh, the next day. So we have like a morning. I see. Um, I don't We do really, have a place. We got an Airbnb. Yeah. It kind of depends on the energy level, I think. Yes. I'd be open to like checking out Pearl Harbor or something because I actually think our Airbnb is really close to it. Um, yep. So hopefully maybe we can jump out a little bit, but if we don't, We'll have to plan another trip there because, sure. yeah. I don't know, we might be really tired. Yeah, Honolulu's beautiful for sure. You'll, you'll have to try to, to take advantage of that time there, even though you might be a little bit tired. I know, yeah, I would yeah. love to. So then what, what prompted this um, Japan trip? <laughs> well, uh, when we were first talking, just kind of as friends even. Yeah, doing our interviews. Yeah, and, doing online. our interviews together, we yeah. would... We would you know, it's pretty much exclusively like we would chat for like 15 minutes and then get the interview started. Mm -hmm. gotcha. um, so during like those brief 15 minute conversations, you know, we're both nerds. There's no secret that Japan is kind of like the nerd Mecca. Right. Um, <laughs> so like I think we just got on this point about I've always wanted to go to Japan and I always did. Michelle always did. And I think that was really the moment where I think we really realized like oh we should go to japan together even before we were dating or anything yeah like we that. talked about it that day um, and i that was the turning point for me i think that i was like oh we need to date yeah i think <laughs> right. japan is just like we need to hang out it's not an <laughs> yeah. anymore. japan is just like a it's got a you know for anybody that's into you know nerd video culture video games anime, anime yeah. Yeah. yeah anything like that you know i i got hooked on that kind of stuff when I was like 10 and 11 mm -hmm, and I got introduced same. to samurai movies when I was really young. So right. um, the media and I had a friend who uh, was is Japanese and just like all that kind of stuff just got me kind of really interested in the cultural, the culture of it. Yeah. And then as you get older, you actually have the opportunity to go there. I mean, it's crazy. You know. It's like being told that like Middle Earth is real and you can go there. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, what? It's, sure. I can go? It's really that cool? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, you're not too far away from New Zealand, which I heard as the uh, the Hobbitville there. Oh, well, that's definitely I know. Definitely <laughs> on our want list for sure. It's yeah, high on the list. <laughs> yeah. So then, after Japan, or actually, while you're in Japan, do you have any places that you are like dead set on going, and places within those cities that you want to definitely see? So many. <laughs> yeah. So well, many. we're we're actually volunteering there. Right. Um, so we're actually going to be volunteering in Okayama at a, in a very small town um, with a family we found on Workaway. Okay. And that we're doing for at least a month. Yeah, okay. we might extend it. We might extend it if, if, if they'll let We us. might just ask them to adopt us. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so we're going to be volunteering with a little family there at like a cultural center. Mm -hmm. And helping people with their English and doing chores and cooking and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. And then we don't have anything planned right now. We were trying to find some other like hostel or something to work at, but um, it's it's tough to just lock everything in. You know, people don't get back to you. It takes some time. So we're, we're yep. kind of just up in the air. Um, but that'll be so we're in Japan for a little over two months. Yeah. OK. And then from there, we're going to Thailand for a month where we're volunteering at a dog shelter on an island that is like a national reserve which oh, okay. just seems incredible and then after that we're going to vietnam and i don't know what we're going to do yeah vietnam that yet. that that is the the rest of the planning that needs to happen is we have our 
uh, Vietnamese visas. Yep. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of purposely leaving out some things open. Yeah. So that like, if someone's like, oh, like come to my house and help me with blah, 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 or, you know, come sure. travel with me here, that you have the option to do that. That's kind yeah. of the idea of this whole trip is that there is no end date and there is no plan. It's really it's up sure. in the air. Yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. So, uh, together, you guys have traveled a little bit. Um, have you traveled for an extended period of time like this? Not, no. no. Well, I mean, Paris was kind of like this. Well, I was in Paris for like six months. Okay. Yeah. So, and I was going to school for a little while there, but I travel, I traveled a lot when I was there and then, no, we've traveled quite a bit, but we always had an end date. Yeah. This is the first time we don't have an end date. Right. Okay. So then traveling together, what has been your most rewarding experience? (laughs) Rewarding? I don't know. I mean... I think uh, Montana holds a very special place. Yeah, Montana (laughs) itself was incredible. But I think traveling together, you know, being able to experience new things together and not just doing it alone. Right. um, And not doing it with a group of people either, which has its its benefits. But even just doing it together, you know, and kind of appreciating new things together is something that. Yeah. Yeah, that's just endlessly rewarding. Yeah, we you know, mm-hmm. we got to do horseback riding and go hiking and see things that both of us were equally um kind of amazed, amazed by it and yeah. both wanted to do. I Definitely. think that, that was really I think it's really yeah, I think it's really nice to kind of like be able to look over at your partner and like see the same like excitement and spark in their face that you're feeling. Right. That's a really cool experience of like, wow, this is really awesome, isn't it? And then they're really appreciating yeah. it too. Definitely. I think that like is really a special moment. Yeah. yeah. So then let's flip that a little bit. And what has been your most awkward, embarrassing, or hilarious travel experience? We have separate ones for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which one do you want to share? <laughs> I'm going to share. Okay. So I was in Iceland um, maybe like a few months ago now with a friend. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had gotten there and we had traveled all night and we were pretty tired. So that first day we didn't really do too much. Um, so my friend went to bed early. Um, and we were in the South of Iceland, which I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's, there's not a lot of people. There's not a lot of like civilization. It's, it's basically like a farmhouse every like 10 miles or so. And then just like beautiful space landscape. Um, so she had gone to bed early and I had gotten, this awesome camera and I was like wow like the sky looks so beautiful like let me try to take some long exposure photos so I like left our little um Airbnb it was like kind of a bed and breakfast and I like wandered out into this huge field alone and I'm like playing with my camera trying to like figure out the settings Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I feel like this shove on my arm and I'm like what could this be yeah just terrified and then I hear this really weird, like, kind of snarling noise. And I'm like, I'm going to die. This is it. I'm alone. I'm going to be <laughs> eaten by whatever this is. Dear God. Um, and so I, like, fell over. I, like, fumbled for my phone with, like, the flashlight on it. And I, like, <laughs> put the flashlight up. And it's a dog oh, with a little, no. like, <laughs> kerchief around his neck. And he just wanted to, like, hang out. <laughs> but I was so relieved that it wasn't a wolf or something that right. I just like forgot about the photo and just like hung out with this dog. And I was like, right. I'm just going to look at this guy with this dog. Instead. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so, uh, and then turning this another way, what has been the worst travel experience you've had? Do you want to talk about the horse one? Oh, that one's so sad. Yeah. I'll just talk about uh, that. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> This, I mean, this isn't that bad, but you know, I'm sure at the time it felt, at like the the time, it felt really just terrible. Um, yep. so we had went to Montana primarily because it's always been like a dream of mine to ride a horse in Montana. I don't know why. Right. I, I don't know. It it's, wasn't even specifically Montana, but we were like, "That's yeah. a cool place to ride horses." Yeah. Place so, park and I never, cool. ride, I never get to ride horses before. Not like I don't have the opportunity. I just hadn't. Uh, Montana seemed awesome. So Michelle booked this like awesome overnight horseback riding experience where you'd like horseback ride into the wilderness you'd camp out there and then you'd ride out it was like a two-day thing yeah and we were so excited i mean just i was so excited we were both so excited and you know i'm 
I can be kind of annoying with like details. <laughs> Yeah. Like to the point of like getting in trouble because I'm being such a jerk about like what time do we have to leave and we have to leave at this time, you know, um, <laughs> which I'm sure plenty of people can relate to. But I kind of like let Michelle kind of handle this. The, she she handled the whole thing. We had the directions, you know, probably should have checked a little bit more. Both of us, we should have been a little bit better. So mm -hmm. bad. And, you know, we wake up, we drive, we're driving like two hours, we get out to where the boonies the boonies we had to stop at a place there's no cell signal we had to stop at a place to ask where we needed to go yeah we keep going we finally get there and there's a bunch of horses and there's no people it's an abandoned it looked like an abandoned campsite with just 30 horses at it and no people oh wow so it was very kind of confusing and eerie and eerie it was, really it was right. weird um and we're calling we're trying to call we finally i somehow get on their wi-fi um, and I call and it turns out that we went to like two hours, two and a half hours to the wrong horse camp. Oh no. And the one that we had to go was like 10 minutes from where <laughs> we were staying. Oh no. <laughs> and, yeah. So it was oh, just, it, you know, it was, it, so sad. it was just really stressful. I Definitely. think, um, you know, I felt terrible. Yeah. Michelle was just like really bad for like. Because like I had hyped this down, up so I hard. I was so excited. I was yeah. like, all oh, your dreams are going to come true. I'm going to make this happen. And I was, right. I was just I was just frustrated because it was just a, a situation. It was just like not. Mm -hmm. um, it was just sad. It was just sad. You For know, sure. it turned out being okay. They were so, they were nice, so nice. They they got us on the next trip out. Um, Good. So we nice. just missed a couple hours of horseback riding. But at the time, it was it was a really stressful thing for our relationship. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was just really like sad. really. For sure. Like, we had to be on our, like, okay. We're like, let's talk through it. <laughs> what did yeah. we learn? unfortunate. What did we learn? And how do we avoid this in the future? Definitely. Um, we grew a lot, I would say. Yeah, it yeah. ended up being okay. So I'm, I'm sure we'll have I'm so many worse things. things that happen over the Definitely. next five mm -hmm. months traveling throughout Asia. Oh, yeah. It's going be... to be so stressful. <laughs> and it sounds, it sounds like you guys moved past that really well. And uh, you went about it very, in, like, a nice systematic way, like, where did this go wrong? Uh, how can we improve on this the next time? And just and when you're traveling, just getting past that and, and moving on so that you guys can continue to create positive memories together is so important. Yeah, yeah. totally. It all boiled down to just like, like honestly, like laziness on both our parts. Just being, yeah, we got this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were like, really yeah, we read the PDF they sent us. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, there's actually <laughs> six locations, and this is not the one you're supposed to be at. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, this this transfers perfectly into our next segment where we're going to talk about relationships and traveling. So how do you feel traveling together has affected your relationship? I mean, I think it's only been positive. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of important to go through stressful stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like when you're hungry and you're jet lagged and things are going terrible and you're in the wrong location or you don't have the directions I think it's important to kind of like come together and realize, you know, you're on the same team, even though it feels like you're not at the time, like you both want each other to have a good experience and you want to have a good experience. And like at the end of the day, like, you know, you're doing it together. So I think it's just to take a step back and realize like, okay, we're going to figure this out. Like the worst case scenario is not that bad. Like we're, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it just makes you stronger. It really just breaks down to problem solving. Um, you know, when you're problem solving with, you know, a, a partner and, and maybe that would different than just like a friend or something like that, you know, you're problem solving and learning problem solving skills that you're going to have for the rest of your life mm -hmm. uh, with, with that person. And you know, of course, there's downsides to it. You know, you can get you're I'm, I'm allowed like I can get frustrated. Yeah, Michelle, she can get frustrated with me and it's not going to you know, we're not going to not be friends for <laughs> no, we're not gonna, like not talk. So there's definitely yeah. times where you can, um, you know, you can get on each other. But like Michelle said, I think just having that awareness and learning how to get through difficult situations and knowing that you're not alone doing it, because um, when you when you're alone, you have to do everything yourself. And if you mess up, it, you only have yourself to blame. Right. Whereas if you're with somebody else. You let your partner down. You can let yourself down and your partner down. Yeah. Uh, but you're also responsible for not just yourself. You're responsible for each other. And I, I think that um, 
it's you build like a very strong bond that way. I think. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I can see how it can be really stressful for certain people. Um, for us, we've we've. It's not not stressful. Enough. Yeah, looking just... up to <laughs> yeah. three <laughs> things for sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that that's definitely true. I mean, travel can definitely be stressful, and you will experience stress when traveling. And just knowing that you two, I think you said it best when you said, uh, just knowing that you, the two of you are on the same team, like you mm-hmm. need to work together, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when planning a trip, who's going to take care of what? Do you guys have a, a <laughs> certain things that you like to take care of, or Would you like to answer that question? Uh, Michelle handles everything. <laughs> She pretty much, like, she handles most, if not, like, 90% of, like, the research and the booking and the contacting of people. Yeah, but that's just because I love it. That's just because it's her thing. I kind of, like, let her do that. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm still trying to figure out my – I mean, it's not that I don't do anything. No, I, I mean, you gotta, like, like verify. A... Like, I'm kind of, like, always thinking and just, like, you find all the options. You're good to, like, and... bounce ideas off of. Yeah, so gotcha. I think that's really, when it comes to the actual legwork, I'm more of the ideas guy. Mm-hmm. Right? As, You're as you the idea say, guy. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm the yeah. ideas guy. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, I love it. I really, like, I like that he kind of backs off and lets me do it um, because I think it's a lot more fun to kind of say, like, hey, Matt, uh, do you want to go scuba diving or do you want to go ride horses? Yeah. The answer is ride horses, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's more fun to do it that way, and I I love doing all the research and you know figure like problem solving, figuring out how you're gonna get from point A to point B, and printing out all the documents and making sure you have everything. And but it is nice to kind of at the end of the day like bounce ideas off of him, be like, did I miss something? Do I have it all? Yes. And that's another benefit of doing it with your partner because they can question you and you're not like defensive about it. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's Excellent. That's what we're doing. Yeah, dear guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So what is uh, the best destination that you two have been together that you think is the best for couples? Oh, that's easy. Oh, it was in Portugal. Yeah, we went to the Algarve in Portugal. It's like the south coast. Mm -hmm. It was so awesome. It was really romantic. Basically, we rented a car from Lisbon and drove south. um, But... Like the in the in the Algarve, it's all it's all these be- really beautiful beaches that are kind of like very secluded and they're very kind of cliffy. Yeah. Um, and there's tons of them, so it's really easy to kind of just like beach hop. So we were down there for like three or four days, and we just beach hop the whole time. And there's like you know beautiful like bars on the beach, and you know, and we went at a really great time. We went kind of like on the shoulder season, um, so there wasn't a ton of people there yet, but it was like the weather was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely highly recommend shoulder season and the Algarve. Gotcha. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. So, yeah, a couple of questions about that. And, and the first one is because we went to Lisbon, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the debate was, do we rent a car or do we not rent a car? We ended oh. up renting a car. And mm-hmm. I was kind of happy about that because I would have been the one driving. And just seeing, experiencing Lisbon with the amount of steep inclines throughout the city <laughs> how did that go for you guys how, like oh, what, how was the drive from Lisbon that has got a great story for yeah. you <laughs> so I actually totally forgot about during my awkward travel experiences so the the best thing was when we got to Lisbon mm-hmm. and we got the car from like right basically the airport picked us up and they shuttled us over to like this back lot to pick up the car yes. we got the car hopped on the freeway Cross the bridge and we're just, we were just cruising. We were just going down to the coast. Um, It looked, I I couldn't even tell that I was actually in Portugal. It looked like every other generic on the way to the beach road. Okay. But on the way back, (laughs) after a lovely, we took the long way, three hours back through the countryside of Portugal. That was just incredible. I also recommend that. It was beautiful. Okay. Uh, Getting back into Lisbon, well, it just happened to be the last day of some sort of festival. Oh, no. It was absolute chaos. And I was trying to get to our hostel. Yeah. Big mistake. Big mistake. I was driving around these roads. I could barely fit the car in between them. Oh, no. I had a tiny car, a tiny manual car. I I was breaking on sweats. I was going up down. What I couldn't tell was one ways. I was... Busting U-turns in the middle of the road, people walking around, staring at you. I I went up the final, the last piece of the puzzle was I went up this road and I was convinced 
I was just going to get out of the car. Like, I was like, I'm just going to leave the car. (laughs) Uh, I can't do it. It's horrible. So I'm like, I I, I get to the end. I get to the end at the top of this hill. There's a pole that comes out of the ground. So I can't go anywhere. Turn around. Sorry, there's a truck coming up behind me. Oh, no. This is in an alleyway. You cannot turn around. It was awful. Thank God it was just the thing to stop me from, like, the shuttle coming by. Um, And... You know, I eventually just drove out and we finally Yeah, the pole went down. We were like, what are we going to do? We just decided, I don't know. (laughs) We decided to just drive back to the car rental place a day early and take a cab to the hostel. Yeah. Um, It was terrible. I'm I'm glad you didn't do it. It was not even remotely worth the stress. And in conclusion, like, car is good for Portugal. Car is not good for Lisbon. Yeah. Like, in the actual city is not good. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that came down to what we were going to do with our trip. And when we decided not to rent a car, we stayed around the Lisbon area, did day trips. So, I, I mean, that's that's great advice. It's because it's such like a, a hilly uh, city and there's so many narrow passageways, so like narrow. you said, and, and your driving manual. So, I yeah. mean, those those three things just don't do, go go too well together. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> so then... Uh, do you two have any more advice that you want to share with a couple travelers out there? Uh, I mean, just don't get frustrated. Yeah. I mean, I would say accept that you're going to get frustrated. Yeah. Accept, yeah. And yeah. I would also say like, accept, like things will go wrong and it's okay. Like you figure it out. Like you will get lost. You will be confused. You will not speak the language and you'll have to figure it out, but it's all going to be okay. It, I think it's important to like, like I said, like you're on the same team. You have to kind of take a step back and say like, listen, like I need to just take a deep breath and realize that like you are lost right now, but like you're going to find your way. Definitely. Yeah. Excellent advice, guys. So in this last segment, I want to talk about you guys, uh, your journey, uh, a little bit about how you guys are volunteering. And to just start that off, let's talk a little bit about One Way to Rome. First mm-hmm. off, how did that name come about? Um. There's not really a good story with that. I have to be honest. With you. Yeah. It was I, I had been watching all these you know travel vloggers and reading all the travel blogs and listening to the podcast and it was so excited and really into it and was convinced that like we can do this too. Like it can't be that hard, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can figure it out. Um. So one day I just like set up my website and I set up our YouTube channel and our Instagram and I was brainstorming names and I came up with that one and asked Matt if he liked it and he said. Sounds great. Yeah. And that's how it got started. I was just kind of like, I feel like I can do this, and I'm just going to start. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, just uh, diving right into it is really the best way to go about it, too. Mm-hmm. So what's the plan with One Way to Rome? Are you guys going to continuously document your journey uh, while you're going, while, while you're traveling? Yeah. Uh, what can we expect from it? Yeah, so that's the plan is to document. Um we're going to be vlogging, I think. We have a couple of vlogs out already um, mm-hmm. just to kind of start getting some practice with it. So our trip to Austin is actually all on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, but we just thought it would be like such a cool way to, you know, share with our family and friends because so many people were so excited about it when we were like, we're quitting mm-hmm. our jobs. We're just going to go travel. And people were like, wow, that's awesome. Like, I want to be part of it. So we thought that this, this would be a really great way to share it with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So. We are writing on our uh, our blog too, um, so it's things like packing lists and you know how to pack for something like this and yeah. how to you know get ready for a really long plane ride and how to go about budgeting for you know your food and your travel and what does that yeah. look like. Um, so the blog will basically be mostly tips, um, and then the vlog is what we're up to, and then our Instagram is just my travel photography. And we're and we're new to this. I mean, you know, Michelle's the one who watches the travel videos incessantly and yeah. like follows Absolutely. all these people on Instagram. Like I don't do that stuff. It's just not, I, I like them. I like them when mm-hmm. I watch them with her, but I'm not, I'm still so new to it Right. that, you know, I think, um, you know, everybody, a lot of people are doing it now and we're, we're just, we don't really know, you know, yeah, we, we don't really know, know how to do it. We, we know how to do it. <laughs> we know, you know, we work on the internet where we know marketing and all yep. that stuff. But when it comes down to it, I think, it, it, I don't know what, what kind of plan it is for, for sustaining travel or anything like that, but I can tell you what really got me thinking about it because I, I, I will admit that when we were like, oh, let's travel, we were debating, oh, should we blog? Should we make videos? And mm-hmm. I at first was kind of like, nah, I don't 
I don't know if that's for me. I don't know if I want to do it. We were scared it was going to take away from the trip. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's well, that's know. a big fear for travelers too. But yeah, ultimately, yeah. you yeah, I think in the long term, you really find out that it's really uh, benefits your trip. Uh, it really adds to yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. And especially being able to look back on things uh, when you're all done too. Mm-hmm. And nobody does. I mean, not a lot of people do this. I I, I was. I was shocked how many people at my old job and my friends were just were so excited. They were so excited for me and um, for us to go do this journey, which I thought was a very simple decision. Yeah. It was like, I have enough money in the bank and I'm kind of not happy my job. Like, let's go travel for a couple of months. But some yeah. people thought it was the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. Definitely. So I think sharing that experience with them in any way. And showing that um, it's not as hard as it And showing it's seems. not that as hard as it seems. You know, you yeah. don't have. We're in a position where we're taking a, a, a time off because we both happen to leave our jobs. Like that's not what you have to do in order to travel the world and have a good time. Um, I think that that that's for me more of what my goal is to just kind of document, as you were saying, and and share share the experience with my friends and family. Uh, and and if other people enjoy that content too, and you know, inspire other people that inspired us to do this i think that that's just so that's awesome that's really rewarding i mean i would i would love for that to happen for sure so uh with the blog with the vlogs with your photography going on instagram are you guys um designating who's going to take care of what or do you guys already know how this is going to go down <laughs> I mean, we're still figuring out. I mean, Michelle is getting into video editing, and she has a camera, and she pretty much does all of that right now. Yeah. I think it may change when we're actually on the road. Most I, of I our, expect it to. Most of our yeah. trips have been very short and kind of just playing around. I think once we're in very new places where we want to make videos and produce content and show off really interesting, fun things, I think we are going to have to split the load at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I have tons of video editing experience but michelle just getting into it so for her it's it's this new thing she's learning how to do it right awesome but if i needed to do that that's fine too i don't really know anything about cameras michelle is learning about cameras so i think we're gonna have to get into that flow um i think it's gonna be fun to figure it out together definitely yeah We're total amateurs. We're, we have no idea what we're doing that's kind of a big reason we wanted to come on a podcast like this is to kind of say like Listen, like, we don't know what we're doing. We're just figuring it out. And we're just starting. Definitely. So yeah. you can do it, too, if you want to. It's, yeah. If you want to make travel a priority in your life, all you have to do is make it a priority. And, yeah, that's the big thing about this podcast is there's so many people and couples out there that say, and I hear this so often, is I want to travel. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Yeah. But, they <laughs> but you can. can. <laughs> they definitely can. And, and it's just a mindset that you need to put yourself in there and you need to make travel a priority like you guys are doing with your lives yep so uh coming from the digital marketer experience is there anything um that you're going to take from that experience and apply it to your blog or uh blog i think i mean i think it just inherently will you know yeah we, i think we're all we're so wired for digital marketing both of us um matt yeah. was doing facebook ads and i did search marketing okay but understanding how people engage with content mm-hmm. i think if you're coming from a space of like understanding like what people are doing and how they're looking at things um yeah. it kind of makes it easier to understand your audience a little bit more and know who you're talking to yeah. because right. i mean really like with our with our both of our like our blog and our vlog we're talking to people like us that mm-hmm. don't know what they're doing and are freaked out and don't know where to start and we want to basically say like this is how you start and make it really easy and digestible for those people. Yeah. 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 I think it's just inherently marketing is one of those things specifically for people doing projects like podcasts or blogs or blogs is, you know, there's no secret formula. It's really just an understanding of how people interact with content. And I don't know personally if that will translate into some skill of like getting people to be interested in our, in our travel content. But, Mm -hmm. It's you. Once you have a marketing mindset, you can't get rid of it. It's it's not possible. Gotcha. Um, you know, I've, I've been I've been personally doing it my entire adult life, and as much as I don't want to do it for a career, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I don't apply it to any other like side project or anything that I'm doing. So, yeah, I think that I think all those just inherent skills that we've learned from side projects and our professional experience really will apply to this um, in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It felt like a very natural transition. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely, for sure. And, and marketing is such a big thing about uh, creating content because mm -hmm. creating content is is you're just going to be throwing things online and uh, like, do you like this? <laughs> yeah, you you won't know, right? Right. So um, yeah, you guys talked a bit about identifying your audience. Is there any tip that you want to give our listeners who are trying or uh, planning on taking this plunge like you guys are doing about how they can identify that audience? I think it's important to kind of understand who you are as an audience. Um, yeah. A lot of the content that I'm making is content that I love seeing. So like Matt was saying, like, I watch travel vlogs all the time and I listen to podcasts all the time and I follow my Instagram is full of travel uh, Instagrammers. So kind of looking at what other people are doing and trying to say like, okay, why do I like this? Yeah. And then applying it to your own content, I think is probably the most valuable thing that you can do as someone who's starting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I look, um, you know, I watch these, I watch these travel videos that Michelle watches and you know it looks like a lot of these people have have it all together like they're they they must have been born with the skills to make great videos and edit and market and make money and do all this other kind of stuff and that's just not true and I can say that any of them would say oh my god when we first started doing this I didn't know who my audience was um, and I think like as Michelle said just think about who you are and what kind of content you like to produce mm -hmm. and make content for people that are like you I mean yeah. that's really the the best thing that you can do, and specifically when the when the travel space. I mean, it's also the most genuine. Like you don't want to go and try to be somebody else, but really kind of looking at your own life and saying, like, okay, what do I have to offer, and like why is what I'm doing interesting? Um, yeah. Who am I talking to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And and something you said there really stuck out to me, and that's create the content that you would like, that mm -hmm. you would enjoy. Because really, this is a, a long-term strategy, mm -hmm. and you're going to get bored of it if it's not something you like, right? Yeah, if you don't you'll, like you'll it, you're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, you'll get burnt out well before you you start to make this a lifestyle. So mm -hmm. first and foremost, make the content that you want to make. Mm -hmm. that you like. I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, let's transition into volunteering now. So can we talk a little bit about how this volunteering opportunity, opportunity came in Japan? Sure. Um, so we're using a service called WorkAway. The website is just workaway.info. Okay. It's kind of a, it's like a pairing service. So basically hosts go online and say, you know, I am running an organic farm. I need help with farming and house maintenance. Um, some other ones might be, you know, I am running a school or a charitable organization and I need volunteers to help teach English or I need help with childcare. Mm -hmm. um, so they kind of say, you know, this is what I need. And you go on there and say, you know, these are the skills I have to offer. Um, so when we were kind of thinking about traveling long term, a budget like budgeting was one of the biggest things that we talked about, um, which yep. it will be if you're going to be trying yeah. to do something like this. Mm -hmm. um, so we were kind of like, how can we save money and still get the most enriching experience? And volunteering seemed like such a natural progression because, you know, you can stay with these people and not pay anything, but you're helping them. So you don't feel like you're mooching. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But you're you're offering a service and you're getting kind of a look at what real life is like in these places, which is really like, I think, what most people want. Definitely. You know, like the touristy stuff is is cool and really fun. Um, but if you were going to go be a tourist for, you know, a few months to a year, like you're going to run out of money if, mm -hmm. you're, if you're not working. Yeah, if you don't. I mean, I think I remember when I remember where it was when I just did a Google search, to be honest with you. I think we were just like. Because I came from the perspective of being real hardline, like we don't have enough money, we can't do it. Yep. And I didn't know enough about what other people were doing because the only thing I saw was people making YouTube videos mm -hmm. and blogging. And I was like, well, what if you don't do that? You know, you've right. got it. Or you are, don't, you're just starting. Yeah, or you're, you're not starting, making income from right? That. You're not making yep. YouTube money off of just starting. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I just did Google search like volunteer internationally and work away came up and that immediately was like, oh my God, I get it. I get now that when you go to the hostels and there's people working there and they look like they're, they don't live there. What, how do they get there? Yeah. They're yeah. usually volunteering through some partner program. Yeah. And that, that got the, that almost got the entire trip rolling. Yeah. That I was think. a big turning point for it because I yeah, was like, sure. we can make this work. And he was like, it's impossible. <laughs> and one Google search, and like, he came oh, around. Wait, we can go to Japan for 
and and get our room and board covered for 30 days oh my for god sure. like oh my for god. volunteering my time i speak english are you kidding like, I'll, I'll, you want my time I'm sure i've got all the time in the world uh yeah, sure. so i think that that's um that was a turning point. and now it's just like that's what i want to do i haven't even done it yet and i think that being a tourist and not having anything to do for four or five months that's not only financially irresponsible in my part for me mm. um but also just like kind of boring i mean you have to constantly figure out what to do um there's a lot of planning a lot of planning and yeah. it's not just you don't be a tourist it's just 100 oh, percent. you're gonna get burnt out i think yeah we like, would. i know that we would i know that i would for yeah. me yep. i would definitely do that so adding volunteering in the mix just kind of breaks up the time and you're actually getting to live there mm-hmm. you're getting to live in these places and even and if it's only a for a week and, yeah, you know, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Incredible. You, you definitely get a sense of that lifestyle for sure. Mm-hmm. So, how did this opportunity present itself? Did it? Did you, was it the first thing that you saw and you applied? Actually, it was the first thing. It was the first. It was, yeah. it was, it was <laughs> it's, it's highest, highly, highest highly rated. rated yeah. Okay. For Japan, I yeah, pretty sure. And the family is so cute. They've got this super cute picture of like them sitting like in a beautiful traditional Japanese house, and we were like, please, can we come? Can we please volunteer yeah. with you? And you know, we sent. I sent them an email like you know, I've always wanted to come to Japan and your house is so traditional and I would love to help like teach English. And uh, like the reviews are so great for this place. We were so excited. And a lot of it is review based. I would say like if you're interested in doing like a volunteering opportunity, read the reviews because some of them are great and some of them are not. So you really kind of have to get into it and see like, okay, like do I want to work in a field for five hours a day? Like, mm-hmm. am, am, is my body capable of doing something like that? Like, do I have carpentry skills? If right. no, then maybe it's not the best opportunity for you. If you mm-hmm. love cooking, maybe it does make sense for you. So mm-hmm. it really kind of is like you need to see what other people have said about it um, to kind of gauge if it's going to be a good opportunity for you. Yeah. Gotcha. So then when you sent that email, what was the response to that? Did they? Did you go through like an interview process or anything? No, we just kind of chatted. We chatted back and forth. They were super sweet. And I was, I remember I was like, I'm so excited to potentially volunteer with you guys. The reviews are so amazing. And they sent me back an email and they were like, oh, please don't get too excited. Like people are just very kind. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's so yeah, awesome. we're back and forth, but it really, it was a lot smoother than I thought. I was actually shocked how simple it was of a process. Um, but again, you provide all your information to them and I think mm-hmm. it will know more once we do it, but it sounds like this is pretty much how it works and, you know, you get reviewed and you have a reputation and, um, you know, I think it, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, we probably wouldn't be even taking this trip if we hadn't, if we hadn't gotten out. with them. <laughs> oh, I mean, you're for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So then closing this off, do you guys have any advice you want to share with any couples out there that want to make travel a part of their lifestyle? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, yeah, you can go ahead. I think if you want to do it, um, as a couple and I would, I would say the kind of the process that I went through was figure out what's stopping you. And if it's money or if it's your career or family or anything like that, figure out if just, Write those things down and figure out how to solve those problems for you and figure out what type of travel you want to do. I know for me, it was 100% the money. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, there was nothing else about it. And it it sounds so dumb now thinking about it, how like letting money kind of ruin my life. But I think that, you know, it's a m- big barrier. Millennials right now yeah. specifically, I mean, it's very stressful financially and that can really turn you away from pursuing your dreams and i think what we did was when we decided hey we want to travel the world yeah not next month but a year from now we stopped going out to lunch mm-hmm. we started mm-hmm. eating but like cheaper we stopped you know going out to the bar and i mean it eventually got us to a point where i i was personally comfortable mm-hmm. saying you know what we can do this but it took it was a one step at a time. It wasn't, hey, we're quitting our jobs and traveling the world. It was yeah, like, it hey, was not overnight. we can travel the world now. When should we do it? Uh, March sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I don't know, six months ago we were planning. Almost yeah. a year ago. It was like it was. We made the decision, I think, yeah. a year ago. And we really yep. started like buckling down and saving maybe yeah. like six months ago. I, I would think about that and think about um, really 
practically how you're going to do it. You know, yep. how much money do you need? And what how do you want to get out of what it? What do you want to get out of it? Where do you want to go? Um, do you, can you do any work on the road? Do you want to volunteer? Do you want to just travel like a tourist? I mean, what do you, you know, think about the real logistics of what you want to do um, and then make it work. I think it's, if not now, in a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, I think you can do it. You know, mm -hmm. this wasn't a decision we made a month ago. It, it was a slow going for at least a year, at least yeah. a year. And I will say, too, it, once you make that decision to make it a priority, every step you take towards traveling feels really good. So mm -hmm. even when, you know, you don't like your job and, you know, you're not going to be traveling for maybe six months and you just want to go right now and it sucks and you're like, oh, I just want to go. Not buying a sandwich for lunch feels good. And not like going shopping when all of your friends are. It feels good because you're saying, I'm choosing this experience. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing my future over this thing. And it, it feels good. Definitely. That's excellent advice, guys. And really putting tra making travel a priority and uh, saving towards that goal. It's definitely a, a gra like it's intensely uh, gratifying to mm -hmm finally get to that moment where in three days uh, you guys will be leaving i know right? yeah right? yeah so yeah, i mean got a lot of that's, to do. <laughs> yeah you guys uh, it must feel great right now that's so awesome so yeah. uh there you have it michelle and matt of one way to rome sharing their travel stories with you today on the to the nations worldwide travel couple podcast I want to say a special thank you to our guests thanks so much for coming guys on thank the you show. for having uh, us we're this so is really happy fun. to have you have us. Yeah, thank you again. We are really excited to follow along with your journey. It's It sounds like an awesome uh, next step for you too. So for our audience, where should they check you out? What's the best way to uh, see your vlogs, watch your videos, everything that you're going to be doing online? Sure. So our handle everywhere is one way to Rome. And Rome is like not like Rome the place, but Rome like a, someone who roams. Yeah. Um, it's the same on everything, uh, Instagram, YouTube, our website. Um, it's all it's all the same, all yeah. coordinated. Um, I would say probably our vlogs are the most entertaining part of what we're doing right now. Um, yeah. I think they're really fun, and we're going to be making video a video this week actually about you know how did we pack for this and what did that look like, um, and then we'll be hitting the road. Thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 11 for this particular episode's show notes. Leave a comment on the page. We'll be sure to get back to you. If you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. This will help us know how we are doing and serving you. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie, hoping you have a wonderful adventure out there to the nations worldwide.